Like, what do you call this? Um, and I, I joke, but not joke that one of the first ideas I had was runners for depression. And I'm like, that sounds depressing. Dizrun's Radio episode 946 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by Be Ready on Race Day. Yes, it's looking more and more like race days are uh, coming into focus again. And so uh, as as we kind of shift from pandemic running to training for races again, or at least hopefully we continue to make that shift, uh, if you need a little help kind of dialing things in, getting your, your training locked in so that you will be ready to go on race day, I have a book recommendation for you, and yes, it's my book. Uh, so clearly I'm biased, but I think it's pretty good. Uh, if, if you haven't heard me talk about Be Ready on Race Day before, the idea is that it gives you all the tips and tools and tricks and basically everything I do as a coach. Tried to spell it out as clearly as possible, make it a, a, as easily replicatable formula as, as I could possibly do it uh, so that you can you know, use your own life and your own schedule and your own your own running history and where you're at right now to put the pieces together to have confidence that you're building a good program. So basically, if you have recognized that one-size-fits-all plans are really not that good, but for one reason or another, probably financial, but maybe something else, you're not wanting to look for a coach right now to actually work with you one-on-one, hopefully this book helps to bridge the gap. So uh, if you want to check it out, get some more information on it, get a few sample chapters to kind of get a feel for exactly what's included, you can check it out at BeReadyOnRaceDay.com. And uh, you can also find it on Amazon. The uh, The Kindle version and the print version are both both available. Your choice. Uh, same book, both ways. Uh, obviously, on, on Amazon, just look for Be Ready on Race Day and you will find it. So get yourself a copy if you haven't done so already, if you think it might help you. And uh, if you get one, let me know what you think. Let me know how, how you enjoy the book. Uh, hopefully, let, let me know that it works for you and that you really were ready to go whenever that next race comes around for you. So BeReadyOnRaceDay.com. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. My uh, my guest today is a lady that uh, has found running to be a very valuable tool for her to help maintain her mental health. And uh, she's also someone that uh, has built a community and, and a nonprofit dedicated to help connecting those that also kind of kind of have, have found that running is a, a pretty important part of their mental health as well as their physical health and helping them to... Uh, you know, connect with others and helping other folks discover how great a few miles can make you feel. So uh, it's a pleasure today to be able to learn a little bit more about the great work that uh, everybody associated with Still I Run is uh, is doing uh, by talking to the founder, Ms. Sasha Wolf. So Sasha, thanks for joining us today and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. feels good to be here. Yeah, good. Looking forward to it. And uh, guys, if you enjoyed today's conversation, kind of want to find out more about Still I Run or maybe connect with Sasha or maybe a little bit of both, uh, stillirun.org is the, the website. Um, all one word, still I run.org. Uh, on Twitter, you can, and Twitter and Instagram, same handle, both places to connect with Sasha specifically. Uh, and it's just her name, at Sasha Wolf, S A S H A W O L 
double F. So W O L F F at Sasha Wolf and uh, more still. I run side of things on social media. Instagram is probably the best place at still. I run community. So don't forget community there at the end. Um, and between different links, different handles, different, all the things, um, you know, we always have it all set up for you in the show notes. If you're a little bit confused or out on the go, whatever the case might be, point your browser back to disruns.com slash nine, four, six disruns.com slash nine, four, six for today. Photos, links, the whole nine as per usual. So, uh, Sasha, the way we always kind of start off the, the, the show, kind of a, the little intro question, if you will, that kind of just gets the ball rolling is, uh, Sometimes a simple one to answer. Sometimes it's a little bit more uh, difficult. Uh, but either way, it's, it's a good launching point. That's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Uh, I would say the half marathon. Um, it is just a comfortable enough distance where when you're done, you don't feel like you want to crash on the couch all day, but it's enough where you feel accomplished. So yeah, if I could just do half marathons the rest of my life and that would get me a BQ somehow, I'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, if, if if we can figure out a way for a for a half marathon to, to tick that uh, you know check that box to get to Boston, that would be fantastic. Yes, it would. I don't think that is going to be a reality. So yeah, probably, <laughs> yeah, <I'll be> <laughs> probably not anytime soon, especially when. Uh, you know, no matter how it seems like, no matter how low they lower the standard for Boston, you still have to, you know, you still need to keep getting more and more and more time underneath or whatever, less time under, whatever I'm trying to say. You have to get a bigger buffer every time, no matter what the new standard happens to be. Um, but, uh, but yeah, punching that ticket to Boston, that would be, that'd be nice. That's something that's on your, your goal list at some point. It is. I actually got in last year for 2020. Of course. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely not fast enough. I was, um, sponsored by Highlands, um, for the work that I do with still I run. Um, so it was like one of those moonshot once in a lifetime things and then COVID. So, I mean, maybe someday I'll get to go back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just get it, get on the train that I'm on, which is, uh, you know, the, the get 20 years older and 30 minutes faster and somewhere, somewhere along the line, those, those, those things hopefully line up and you can qualify that way. That's totally my plan. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, Sasha, how'd you get started with running? Is that something that's kind of always been something that you've done or, or somewhat semi recently? Like how'd you, how'd you find your way into the sport? Um, so I grew up in a family of runners. My dad's been running since uh, he was a little boy and my mom has been running <clears throat> for as long as she's been married to him. So running has always been a big deal. Like, Hey, mom and dad are going out for their long run on Saturday. Um, and so I would go with them occasionally. It was something I did, you know, on and off, but nothing super serious. Um, but it wasn't until I discovered that that true link between running and mental health that I I started doing it regularly. Like if you were to look in my closet right now, I feel half my wardrobe is running clothes and running shoes. Um, and that probably started, yeah, in 2012-ish when I discovered that link of running and mental health. How, how'd you kind of stumble into that, into finding that link? I mean, was it something that, uh, you know, I guess, I guess for me, it's always like when I, when I'm here, like, oh, I found this, you know, I really found I enjoyed it or whatever, you know, whatever the case might be, you kind of finding the, the link that it helps with your mental health. Um, what, what drew you to running or can, can you even point to what drew you to running at that point to, as something to try? Um, so I was hospitalized for depression and anxiety about 10 years ago. Um, and it was because I just wasn't managing my depression or anxiety. I didn't go to therapy. I didn't look at my medication at all. 
Um, so I found myself in a really bad spot where I just needed to check myself in for emergency care. Um, and when I was there, I learned to properly take care of my mental illness, like make sure you're an active participant in your health. Um, and then they also had suggested uh, creating a mental health toolkit. So medication therapy and then a regular healthy habit. And because running was something that I had kind of grown up with, even though I was not an active participant in it, um, I just, once I was discharged from the hospital, I decided to just put on my neglected pair of running shoes and, and go for a really slow walk with the dog. Um, and I felt so like accomplished afterwards. And then there's also that chemical brain component where when you are physically active, regardless if it's running, swimming, yoga, um, that started clicking with me and it made me feel better. Um, it, it improved my mood. So that's kind of how I stumbled into running for mental health and how I kind of paired things together. Um, and I literally have not stopped running for my mental health since. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's something that, um, I feel like to a certain extent, we all, you know, a reason that all of us run is, is, you know, some of those, those chemicals, those hormones, just the way you feel the accomplishment, um, whether we really struggle, you know, struggle, struggle mental health wise or, or not. Um, but, uh, you know, as, as you start getting into it, you start to feel like, feel that you're feeling better. Like this is helping, this makes a difference. Um, what was it always kind of, uh, or, or maybe not always, was it, uh, a pretty natural progression of like walking feels good. Should I try running or, or, or kind of, how did you kind of start climbing the ladder? Yeah, it was actually a couch to 5k. It was, it was, you know, after I discovered that I felt good with running, I knew I needed to keep myself accountable and then also kind of put a little purpose behind what I was doing. So I did a couch to 5k and, and that got me, you know, comfortable with doing the regular distance of 3.1 miles. Um, and then once I met my husband, um, he is a big time runner. He's been running since he was 12. Um, that's when I started doing tons of races. And um, for me, if I have a training plan, so like something on paper or computer, whatever, that says you need to run this amount of miles for your race to have a comfortable race, um, that really helps motivate me. Um, so it went from kind of this aimless running to running with purpose, but also running with mindfulness at the same time. Um, so I'm not training for any races right now just because there's nothing around, um, which has been an interesting shift. So running with this intent of mindfulness has has really helped me out lately. Gotcha. <laughs> I'd love to dive into that maybe a little bit more if you don't mind. Like obviously the last you know year and a half, year, whatever, wherever we're exactly at, whenever people listen to this um, with the pandemic and everything shutting down has been has been tough for everybody. I don't care who you are, what, what you, you know, what, what level of running you do or, or just life in general, like it's, it's been a challenge for everybody. Um, but I, you know, certainly talking to runners and, and you kind of just said it as well, like with no races, it's been a little bit, it's been an adjustment for a lot of folks because we don't have that carrot out there, that, that kind of end point of I'm training because I'm excited to go run, run whatever race might be out there. Um, you know, kind of, finding that mindfulness, how, how is that shift or how is that, that, you know, this last year plus at this point kind of been for you from a running perspective? 
Yeah, it's been interesting because I feel like I maybe I started getting to the point where I was trying too hard to get the PRs and the medals. And so it kind of the pandemic kind of stripped everything back down to basics. Like this is why I'm running like I'm running for mindfulness and and mental health. Um, so with no races on the horizon for me, with no training plans to follow, I still would put a goal out there for myself. So like I want to run 20 miles this week. I want to run 25 miles this week. And that may be a two mile run on one day. That may be a 10 mile run on the weekends, but still striving towards that goal, I think helped give me a little bit of accountability, but also stripped back the act of running to just being mindful about the movement of my body, where I'm going, how I'm breathing, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Has, has, have you noticed at all, um, that I don't want to say that it's that, that running has, has changed as far as the mental health benefits, how you feel the accomplishment, things like that without races, but has there been a difference to kind of some of the, the, the mental side of, of how running, you know, is, is part of your life, or I don't know if that's a, a good way of asking the question, but like, has it, has it, there been a shift on that side of things for you? Um, maybe yes and no, I think in terms of yes, it just made me realize like how dang beneficial running is for me. Right. <laughs> like it, it is a part of my mental health care toolkit, which is therapy, running and medication. Um, and if I try and take that component of running out, which I, I did for a little bit because I was just, I was tired, like mm -hmm. physically and mentally tired with the pandemic and my mental health suffered because of it. Um, so again, having the pandemic just strip away everything to bare bones, running for mental health, um, it kind of, I guess, made the shift in that I really need to, to work more on getting the word out about still I run. It is so beneficial, whether you're running or biking or hiking for mental health, like get out there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as, as you know, fingers crossed and knocking on wood and all those types of things don't want to jinx anything, but as, as hopefully we're getting towards the tail end of, of pandemic and, and hopefully more and more people continue to get vaccinated and, and races start to, to really come back and, and, and be a thing that we can, you know, really plan on and, and anticipate that they're going to actually happen. Um, are you looking forward to, and I know the predicting the future question is always an impossible one anyway, but like, you know, what, what are you, what are your thoughts looking forward about racing? I, I'm assuming you might want to jump back into some races, but is that something you've, you've definitely thought about? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I, the only reason I have a race on the horizon is because it's been canceled twice now. Um, <laughs> so I kind of have to run it since I put the money in. Um, but I, I am very excited about it. It's the spring Chicago half marathon. Uh, I was supposed to do it last year and then this year it was canceled. So next year, super excited about that, but I'm also excited because it's a, it's a goal to work towards again. And I'm also currently pregnant mm. So, um, my running, I'm still running. I run every day yet, but it's very slow. So, um, just being able to like get back out there on the front of racing and then like racing, not pregnant is I'm excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations with, with the baby coming. Um, certainly didn't necessarily plan to go down this route, but since, since, you know, we kind of have stumbled upon it, which is what I love about the show. Like you just stumble upon something and like, Hey, well, let me, let me ask you a question here. Um, obviously as a dude, I don't know what it's like to be pregnant. I, my wife ran some, well, actually she didn't run much while she was pregnant. Uh, but I've talked to folks that have and, and run through pregnancies, some, some women that haven't. Um, but, but you know, 
again, pregnancy obviously is a big, big change. You know, changes everything. Hormones, like everything, is is different when when you're pregnant. Um, I have to imagine that, like you said, running might be slower now. Maybe it's you know, as as the pr- pregnancy progresses, the distances might not be as long as oh, they yeah. have been. <laughs> um, but still, I, I'm imagining it has to be just a, a vital part of your mental health, just physical health anyway, to get outside and get a few miles in here and there as much as you can. Right. It is. I, so this is my third pregnancy and I ran throughout the first two up until a week before birth. So I was like ready to pop (laughs) for both of them. Um, which I'm super thankful for every pregnant woman is, is different. (laughs) Sometimes your body just says, Nope, don't do it anymore. And sometimes you're lucky and you can keep going. Um, but I have, uh, or I had perinatal depression. So depression during pregnancy, um, with my firstborn and being able to continue running throughout really helped. Um, and I luckily didn't have it with my second. I don't have it with my third, but I don't, I don't know what pregnancy looks like or my mental health while pregnant looks like without being able to run. Um, so I, that, and that's just my lived experience, but I, that I, it just goes to show like how valuable it is getting out there, whatever physical activity you do, if you, if you have a mental health condition. Yeah, of course. And, and, and again, like I, like I already said, and, and like, I'm sure, you know, you've probably talked about or, or what, you know, like for all of us, it's such a, it's such a balancing activity to, to be active, to, to run, to cycle, to whatever. Um, so, so I can only just imagine that, you know, I, I kind of tell the joke, but it's kind of not a joke that if I don't get a run for a few <laughs> days, like my wife will kind of just be like, dude, like we got it. We're good. Go out, go come back in an hour and, and be a normal human being again. Um, and I can only imagine that, that for somebody who, who really does have some, some mental health struggles and where running is a key component of maintaining that, that mental health, um, that, that even more so, like if you, if you can't run for a few days or you can't do something for a few days, um, it spirals even more or maybe not spiral, maybe not, not a bad, uh, uh, not the right way of saying it, but it, it, it compounds, you know, and, and things get, the, the struggles get even more difficult. Um, if slash when, whether it's pregnancy related or not, you, you've had some of those, those times, um, how much of a struggle is it to, to, you know, to get out the door and get your mind, like, is it, is, does it become really difficult or is it like, do you just know, like, I need this and this is going to put me over the, the top like, or put me back on track? Like, how does that, that kind of play out? Yeah. It's interesting because the only times I've ever been forced to not run, uh, is right after having the baby. So they recommend not running right. for six weeks. And, and both those times are very hard for me because I have had postpartum depression with, with both of them and not being able to use that tool in my toolkit is really, really hard. So that's when I lean on my psychiatrist and my therapist heavily. Like, do we need to uh, adjust my meds for that six week period of time? Do I need extra therapy appointments during that period of time? Um, But luckily, even if it isn't running, I am still, once I'm feeling comfortable, I still can get out and do like a very, very short walk, Mm -hmm. like just get out. I breathe in the fresh air and that it's not as good as running in my opinion, but it helps. Um, and it does increase those endorphins and those chemicals in the brain. Um, but I, I, I hope there's never a period of time again, aside from maternity leave this next time where I have to go without running. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, isn't that everybody's hope of, you know, don't want to have any major injuries or major issues that 
you know, just try to avoid those, those things that interrupt the regular running routine. Um, you mentioned earlier being really, um, maybe not really, but certainly being motivated by, by races, races, having, uh, uh something that, that you look forward to and enjoy. Um, and I see some, what look like some, some Disney medals there in the background. We got a little video <laughs> video going on. Um, have you, it looks like a, a dopey situation too, with, with a bunch of wind, a bunch of, uh, of medals. Um, have, you know, it, I'm assuming that was a, a big deal, a lot of fun event. Um, but, but when did you, when did you do the dopey challenge? Uh, I did that in January of 2017. Um, and that was an experience. I absolutely loved it. I, I don't like doing repeat races because I just like new experiences, but that experience was fun enough where I would do it again if I could. <laughs> gotcha. What, what, uh, you know, for those that aren't aware, those that don't speak run Disney, the dopey challenge is it's <laughs> four days in a row. It starts with a 5k, then it builds to a 10k half marathon, marathon on consecutive, consecutive mornings. Um, what was, what was the, I don't know, hardest part, difficult. What, what was the, the biggest challenge of the dopey challenge for you? Was it the running? I've heard some people say it's the, the early morning wakeups. Um, what was, what was, your, what was your challenge? Yeah. It's the early morning wakeups. It's not the running. Um, so like early morning wakeups, we're talking like three in the morning, because if you're staying at one of the resorts, the buses will only take you from your resort to the uh, start line at certain times. And there's so many people, so you need to make sure you get on a bus. But then there's also like gear check, and it it you actually have to be at the the start line a couple hours before it starts. Um, so having to run races back to back to back and then wake up at three o'clock in the morning that is rough. Mm -hmm. uh, the running itself is just enjoyable because I don't go there for PRs or anything. Um, I merely went there to have fun. Uh, there's character stops along the way there. You could take pictures with people. Um, there it's my slowest 5k, 10k half in marathon ever. Um, but it's been the most fun. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I've, I've never done the, uh, the, the dopey, um, and, and being that I live local, I get the home field advantage because I don't stay at the resorts, so I don't have to worry about the the bus. I mean, you still have to end up getting up at about the same time, but um, I can just drive there and then sit in the car and not have to worry about right. standing around the parking lot, especially those random years. Um, and there's been a few of them where it's 35 degrees outside at four o'clock in the morning, and that's not a whole lot of fun to be standing there. But um, anyways, as far as, as Dopey goes and, and that experience... What was, uh, what was the highlight of, of, uh, those four days for you from a running perspective? I seeing all the different runners, I like runners of all shapes and sizes and, and, um, speeds, because to me, even though I would love to be Q someday to me, it doesn't matter how fast you are. It doesn't matter if you look like a runner, if you have a body, you're a runner, mm -hmm. you're, you've got a runner's body. Um, so seeing all the different people out there dressed up, um, accomplishing their goals uh, going at the speed that's comfortable for them. It's just so heartwarming. I know that sounds really dorky and probably very Disney ish, but, um, <laughs> I love seeing everyone out there accomplishing their goals. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I enjoyed, I, I, um, I kind of have ebbs and flows, I guess, when it comes to my, my run Disney, um, I don't know, infatu infatuation, if that's the right word or not. Like there'll be, there'll be a few years where I'm like, yep, I'm just going to do, 
you know, maybe not all of the Disney races, but I'm gonna do some of the big ones, a couple of halves, you know, probably do the marathon, whatever. And then there'll, there'll be periods where I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of over it. And I, I don't do it for a couple <laughs> of years. Um, but being local, it's nice because I know, you know, when you come in from out of town, like it's a big, it's a big trip, big expenses. Mm-hmm. You're going to probably do the the parks and you're going to, you know, play tourists while also playing runner. Um, and for me being local and, and being a, a, an annual, like I'm a Disney guy, you know, as everybody that listens knows, um, <laughs> but, uh, being an annual pass holder, like I can go even, even the, the couple years ago, I did the, the, the goofy challenge. So just the half and the full, um, oh, yeah. but it's like, I didn't go to the parks in between. Like I just relaxed. Like uh, just, you ran the half and just kind of laid around and, and, and hung out and then did the, the full the next day. Um, and I couldn't almost imagine doing that with, oh yeah, I'm also going to spend 10 hours in the park, you know, after, after running the half the, the same day. Um, but definitely, uh, definitely a lot of fun and, and a different, different environment. I feel like you had it right. Like, you know, you said pretty much your slowest, slowest races at all those distances. Like that's the way to do it. Like, don't cut, like for me, I kind of have Disney eye- eyeballed as when I'm getting close to BQ status, like maybe because it's, it's fairly flat. The weather's usually halfway decent. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like I said, it's a home home field advantage. I can sleep in my own bed. I don't have to travel all those type of logistics. Um, but until then, like if I, you know, when I run it again, just take take your time, stop for photos, have a good time. That's, that's the way to handle it. Yeah, we during the marathon, you go through Epcot and they start opening the like tequila and margarita stands right around the time we <laughs> get to the finish line. Um, so at mile 25, my husband and I actually got out of the race like and stopped at one of those little stands and, and had a margarita <laughs> and continued running. Like it didn't matter. It was all part of the experience. Oh, absolutely. I, I know some folks that try to time their run through animal kingdom so that they're there right when the park opens so they can jump off and do like Everest or, you know, do whatever, whatever ride that they want to do. Um, because that way they don't have to stand in line. Cause like literally the park just opened, they're right there, boom, ready to go. Um, so yeah, lots of different strategies when it comes to, to running the Disney races, um, yes. that, uh, involve tomfoolery and shenanigans and margaritas and chicken legs or turkey legs and, and all, of, <laughs> yes. all of the things. Um, what about some other races, Sasha? What, what other kind of, uh, you know, big races, like you say, you don't like to do the same race repeatedly if you can avoid it. So what are, what are some of the other races that, uh, that you've, you've run in the past? Um, I did the other run Disney races on the other side of the, the country because I wanted to get the coast to coast medal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've also run, uh, the Detroit marathon, which is really awesome because you start in Michigan, you mm-hmm. go through Canada. So they recommend you carry your passport with you. Um, and then you run back into Detroit. Um, some of my favorite races though are right here in Grand Rapids and they are ones that I, I do regularly, uh, just because it's local and Grand Rapids is a great area to run in. Uh, the Grand Rapids marathon is always a ton of fun. Um, there's another one called gazelle girl half marathon, which is for women only. And just like the woman power that takes place there, it, it lifts me up so much. Um, so those are a few of my other favorite races I've done. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sell us on, sell us on Grand Rapids a little bit. Like I, I know enough of Grand Rapids to be dangerous, but mostly I know the airport cause that's kind of the closest major airport <laughs> to my, to my hometown. Um, so flown in and out several times, but, um, Grand Rapids is, is, you know, I don't know if it's one of those cities that people around the country necessarily know about, but it's, it's pretty big to do in, in the state of Michigan. Um, and from everything I've heard, like it's a really good race, the Grand Rapids marathon. Tell us a little bit about that one. 
It is. I know the race director, Don Kern, and he has, I think he has one of the world records for doing a marathon on every continent in a certain amount of time. Um, and he's run hundreds of marathons. Um, but the marathon itself that he puts on is just a really fun local event in that it goes through some of Grand Rapids, like gems. So Millennium Park, right downtown Grand Rapids. Um, we've got a couple of beautiful bridges right downtown, not giant ones, but they're just, they're quaint and they're cute. And um, the city itself, I feel, is filled with a lot of runners. Like we have a lot of races in Grand Rapids and there are some really big running groups in the area as well. Um, you drive downtown Grand Rapids, you will see a runner no matter what time of day. So maybe that's why I like it so much. Uh, <laughs> The other thing that's really cool about Grand Rapids is we love our beer. So there's, it's like Seattle and Starbucks with a Starbucks on every corner. In Grand Rapids, there's a, a brewery, like a microbrewery on every corner. Um, so it's just a fun, engaging town. It's it's not like small or podunk like some people think and what I used to think. I grew up in LA. Um, but having lived here for a while now, like Grand Rapids is a nice hidden little gem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, and, and, and talk about people coming in from outside of, you know, you talk about microbreweries on every corner and you like half the people's ears are just like, Oh yeah, let, let me check out Grand Rapids. Um, but like I said, I mean, it's kind of, it's like a legit airport that, that flies in there. So like travel wise, mm -hmm. it's pretty, pretty simple. It's not like, um, you know, you got to rent a car and then drive a couple hours. Like you can fly right in and it's, it's, it's not, not too, and it's one of my favorite airports cause it's not too big. So it's like not right. a, it's not a major get there hours and hours. And hours. Like you show up, get there, you're through security. No big deal. Like, uh, anyway, I'll, 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 I'll let you sell Grand Rapids, but it's, it's, it's not, not a bad, not a bad little city. Um, and, and the race is definitely on my list. Yeah, it's a good one. We've got a lot of good little races in the area. Um, and like I said, the running community is just huge. And I think that's, that's been pretty beneficial for Still I Run because I it would probably be very hard to get any sort of traction in an area that didn't run. Um, so just having local races wanting to partner with Still I Run and then me being able to reach out to groups of runners very easily has been super helpful. So I, I credit Grand Rapids with being awesome, but also helping with Still I Run grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is a, which is a perfect segue. You, you brought, I was about to bring it back, but you brought it back. So, you know, it's good, good job being a spokesperson for your own, your own organization and whatnot. Making sure we, we don't forget about that. Don't worry. I had you, I had you covered, but let's, let's go back to kind of the early days of, of Still I Run. Like, um, you know, how did, where, where did the idea come from? What, what was the, uh, the driving force to, to get something like that off the ground? Because like, not that I have any experience with it, but I can only imagine how starting and like how difficult, how time consuming, how much work it has to be to start any type of organization, let alone like something like what you have built, but go back to the early days, kind of what was the, the founding story of still I run? Well, it's interesting because like the, the, early days were actually easy <laughs> because it wasn't very busy. Um, so originally I started still I run because after I made the connection of running for mental health in 2012, I started looking for other groups out there, um, that I could connect with just because being in a community and not feeling so alone, especially when it comes to mental illness is super beneficial. I couldn't find any groups though. Um, and I also couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it because it seems so uh, obvious <laughs> that running for mental health works. So finally I decided that I should just start something myself. 
Um, and one thing that held me back from starting anything myself is I could not think of a good name for the group. Like, what do you call this? Um, and I, I joke, but not joke that one of the first ideas I had was runners for depression. And I'm like, that sounds depressing (laughs) Um, or depressed runners. And I'm like, that's even more depressing. Um, and then in 2015, I got my very first tattoo and I somehow came up with the idea of using one of my favorite poems from Maya Angelou, uh, Still I Rise, and changing it for my purposes, um, changing it to Still I Run, because no matter what, depression, anxiety, mental illness, like Still I Run. And after I looked down at the tattoo on my arm, I was like, oh my goodness, that's the name. Mm. <laughs> like it it wasn't even, the purpose wasn't even for other people. It was a tattoo just for myself um, that then evolved into the name. And on um, World Mental Health Day, October 10 of 2016, I just launched a Facebook page and a website that I created myself, uh, not really anticipating anyone enjoying it. But my, I think me telling my story and being vulnerable about why I run for mental health kind of helped get people in the door and also that Grand Rapids connection of Mm. runners in the area um, getting to know about it. And like two months after I started the group on Facebook, I had people asking like, oh, how can I donate to your cause? And I'm like, I don't, we're, we're not a charity. (laughs) I never had the the goal of making a charity. Um, But almost five years later, it's, it's now we're a registered 501c3. We've got all kinds of programs, um, that help people run for their mental health. And, um, that's why I say like the early days were easy because just launch a group, let it go. Um, but now there's like all kinds of legal stuff to make sure you're in good legal standing. There's managing all the different programs, um, the social media, the marketing, the fundraising, uh, I probably put in like 25, 30 hours a week and still I run, uh, but that's not my job. Like my full-time job is a communication specialist. Um, so like life is super busy right now, uh, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I would love still I run to be my full-time job someday. And I, I think I can make that happen. I was going to say, it sounds like, it sounds like you're on the path to, to having that be the case. And, and that's, that's pretty awesome. So, um, like you said, it's getting busy now. We got, you got programs, you got things going on. What are, what are some of the programs that, that y'all have available? Um, so a really simple one we have, but a popular one is called the run, right, fight program, where if you feel you need, a just a little pick me up, a letter of encouragement, Um, or you want a letter of encouragement for someone else, you can make a submission on our website. And one of our Still I Run writers will take pen and paper and write you an encouraging letter, put it in the mail uh, and send it to you. And it's, it's such a simple act, but the, I think the, the long gone days of letter writing, it's just so exciting to get that piece of mail addressed to you. Um, so that's a, that's one that we're very proud of. Another one, uh, we're starting up in June is, uh, run chapters across the country. Uh, we've had people over the years ask how they can connect with still I run in their local areas, but we just didn't have an option. Um, so now we'll be opening up that option for people to say, Hey, I want to start a chapter in our area. We will support them. Uh, we've got like a guidebook for them. We've got team captain shirts. We've got a food and water stipend we'll give them. Um, 
But the most exciting one and the one that's the biggest is our starting line scholarship. Um, that is where we help people overcome any barriers they may experience to getting started for running for mental health. Um, you know, it, a lot of people say, oh, running's easy. Just put on a pair of shoes and go out there. But running shoes, good ones, ones that you won't injure yourself in are expensive. Right. <laughs> and it's scary getting out there and running, especially if you've never done it before, or you may need accountability. So, um, People can apply year round for our scholarship and we, uh, we draw applicants every quarter. So our next deadline is May 31. Um, and we will award scholarship recipients, a pair of ultra running shoes sponsored by ultra, um, running clothes. So like a shirt, shorts, socks, and then for people that want them, a Wazelle, a sports bra, mm -hmm. um, sponsored by Wazelle. And then we've got a couple other sponsors on board with like, like SPF sunscreen for when you're out there running. So just making that experience enjoyable. Um, but then we also get them entry into a race, whatever race they want. Uh, we will sign them up for it. We'll help them find it. We'll give them a coach, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching and a tailored training plan for 10 to 12 weeks. Um, and then we give them a mentor as well. So the goal is to strip away all the barriers possible, make running for mental health as enjoyable as possible, and hopefully get them started on their journey of running for mental health for the rest of their life. Yeah, that's that's uh, quite the, the the pack of, of goodies to get, you know, when, you, when you're kind of new to it. Because like you said, and I, I think, you know, we've all kind of probably had some type of version of like, Oh yeah, I, you know, I when, when I figured running would be fine for exercise because you know all I need is shoes and and like I'm good to go. And then we've all learned probably <laughs> relatively quickly that that there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but but I would imagine that for somebody who is struggling a bit with their mental health, you know, is it, like any any barrier to entry can be the like the thing that prevents trying something that could help you. So you put this out there and 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 give people a lot of what they might need or maybe not know they need to take that first step. And it can really be a, a, a big, you know, game changer for them. Uh, you said that the, the, the time frame, like once a quarter that you, you reward one of these scholarships. We, uh, so our goal is to award 40 scholarships this year. Um, so we'll accept applications throughout the year and then we'll go through that quarter's applications and then choose up to 10 recipients. Um, so this quarter, like I said, will close on May 31. So if anyone is interested, they can, they can get in on it right now. And, and we move pretty fast with going through the applications and getting people set up with their gear so that we can uh, get them connected to uh, one of our three volunteer coaches. Um, we've got some amazing individuals, all certified coaches that are intimate with uh, mental health conditions. So one is a sports psychologist, one is a brain scientist or neurologist. Mm. Um, and then the other is a wonderful woman who has experienced postpartum depression herself. So everyone is very experienced with like, with what mental illness can do in terms of like motivation and stuff like that. So it's, it's really great. You feel like you're a part of this new community and you've got this whole support group behind you. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and just for those that are, are keeping track at home or maybe not keeping track at home, um, because like you said, this is a, you can apply anytime. So just because it's coming out about a week before the, 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 the cutoff for May 31st, if you listen to this in, in June, July, in 2023, like whenever, when people mm -hmm. find the show and listen to it, 
um, if that's something that, that might help you or somebody that you know that maybe is, is, could really benefit from them, point them in your, in your direction, get signed up, and, and you know, may the odds ever be in their favor. Yeah, absolutely. And the other cool thing is we just opened it up to people under the age of 18 because we realized, you know, the sooner we can start talking about mental health, the, the better. Um, we just ask that anyone under the age of 18 has a legal guardian or parent that is um, invested in their success. And we will get them and their, their parent, if they so desire, uh, ready to go together so that it can be kind of a, a family thing, too. Awesome. Awesome. Um, you know, another thing that, that you mentioned in there is we were kind of talking about the different different options and programs and, and things you have available is the local chapters. I want to kind of go back to that for a second um, because it, I, I'm going to assume, um, and you know what happens when you start making assumptions, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm assuming that, that part of the, the draw for local chapters, even even the online community, but but definitely the ones that are in person, is that community piece, which, which again, I mean, a lot of us know that running is great for us and something that, that we definitely don't mind doing by ourselves. Some of us prefer to do it by ourselves, but all of us at some point or another enjoy, usually enjoy, maybe not all, most of us enjoy some company on some runs or that, that camaraderie afterwards where you're at the coffee shop when you know we can do that type of thing or you're having brunch or, or the beer runs on Tuesday nights or whatever types of things that, <laughs> that, that runners tend to do. Um, you know, is, is, I, I got to imagine that putting these local chapters out there and having that community is, is a huge piece of the puzzle or, or something that people are, will really hopefully benefit from and enjoy. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and, you know, the idea for it came about when I started getting those emails. Hey, I'm in Austin, Texas. Where can I find someone else from your community to run with? And I'm like, uh, we're strictly virtual right now. <laughs> um, we were supposed to launch last year, but, you know, our friend mm-hmm. COVID took care of that. Um, but yeah, the, the community piece is, is the biggest. So knowing that you can go run with a group of people who know what you're going through, um, and you can easily talk to them about your mental health challenges. That's so beneficial. So I've done a few group runs here in Grand Rapids and it's just so amazing because people will just be like, yeah, I was having a really bad depression day the other day. Like just a normal conversation well, should be a normal conversation in the rest of society, but it's not yet. It will be. Um, but just people having conversations so candidly about their depression or anxiety, like you would talk about it, diabetes or something, was just so great. And I think it was beneficial for everyone in those groups. So being able to bring that to Austin, Texas, to Washington, D.C., Chicago, Illinois, wherever, um, I think that's just going to help further increase awareness of running for mental health. Yeah. Yeah. For those that are, are listening, maybe interested in, in seeing if a group is coming to their area. Is, is it publicized yet? Is it on the website or, or uh, to figure out where the places are? Yeah. So we open up applications for people to apply to become team captains mm-hmm. in June. So there's no established chapters yet. Um, and we want to make sure that the people, the, the cities that we have chapters in, they're started by people who are truly passionate about it. Um, so if there's anyone out there who wants to, to bring a still, I run chapter to the area, definitely apply. We will support you every single step of the way. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, you know, you, you talked about how, um, you know, during, and, and maybe this is just biased towards the running community in general, but like, um, I feel like anytime I'm running with somebody, especially if it's a long run, um, whether it's somebody that I just met, you know, at, at the, the, the coffee shop run back when, back when I used to do those or, or whatever the case <laughs> might be. Um, but it's like, it's not surprising for conversations to just like 
almost there's no holds barred. Like just you know just totally random stuff and you know like like personal stuff whatever the case might be so it's 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 not a surprise that you would that you would hear those types of conversations happen on 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 runs but i'd imagine that if if it's if it's centered around like all of us have our different mental struggles mental health struggles um even more likely to to bring those to the surface which you know i'm not going to say and, and and i don't think you're saying um that it takes the place of having a therapist or things like that but just another outlet, another way to, to kind of work through some of those or just vent or whatever you might need, uh, by having those conversations with folks during a run can be, can be really a, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really important, um, point to mention There's the saying, you know, running is my therapy or running is therapy. And we actually say running is therapeutic. It does not take the place of actual therapy. It does not take the place of medication, um, but it can be a really key component in your in your mental health care kit. And, um, and you know, if you want to start adding running to the mix and you've got a local chapter, like, let's talk mental health while we're out there. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, lo- lots of good stuff. Uh, and, and again, obviously, getting back into more in-person things, uh, something that y'all are working on doing, uh, obviously when it's safe and, and local regulations and all that good stuff, but hopefully, hopefully something that all of us can get back into, whether it's a proper still I run group or not, just, just being around other runners, being around other people in general, which, uh, I'm, yes. I'm an introvert's <laughs> introvert. So I'm not super, super looking forward to getting around a bunch of people again, but there's a handful of people I wouldn't mind getting around once in a while, a little bit more, more frequently, uh, because it is, it is a, again, you know, just, key component of just mental health in general is, is not feeling like you're always alone. And obviously, again, if you struggle with mental health, it's even more difficult when you're feeling isolated. So getting back together will be a, a big thing for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm torn on the in-person thing too. I'm, I've taken all the introvert extrovert tests and everyone I've taken, I'm like right in the smack dab middle. I don't <laughs> lean one way or the other. And I'm like, Oh, this is exciting. And then the other part of me is like, Oh no, people. Oh, I, on the other hand, am way on, <laughs> I'm against the wall on the, on the far end of the introverts, yeah. which people don't re- like realize that. Cause obviously I talk to people all the time for the podcast, but like, that's different. That's one. I, I'm cool with talking to one person, but put me in a group oh, yeah. and ask me to network and do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Not, not my cup of tea at all. But anyway, uh, before we, <laughs> before we completely wrap things up today, Sasha, I, I'd love to, uh, kind of close the conversations out or at least start to wrap things up with a, a little bit of a philosophical question, which it's kind of just like the introductory question. It's just open-ended kind of take it whichever way you can go, but usually it's a good kind of little bow on bow on top before we uh, wrap things up. Um, and it'd just be, be curious to, to find out from you, um, maybe some, some lessons that you've learned about yourself through running, because I, I certainly kind of feel like running is kind of one of those, those teachers that we're always, I'm, I'm at least always learning things. And I feel like a lot of folks can, can relate to that as well. So ha- have you learned some things about yourself, uh, running, you know, through running that has maybe helped you with bringing still, I run to the, to the, you know, to where it is today and where it's ultimately going to be, or, or maybe things that have benefited you in other areas of your life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And it's interesting you ask that because like my big kick is that we need to highlight more of the mental health transformations Mm -hmm. of running and not so much the physical health transformations. I mean, I think weight loss stories are great. Um, What about all the mental health transformations? Like for me, running has completely transformed who I am. Um, It's made me more confident. It's made me a better mother, a worker, a wife. Uh, it's made me better in pretty much every aspect because 
when I'm out there, me against the pavement, I realize how strong I am and that I can do this if I put my mind to it. Um, and just having that new sense of confidence, that sense of strength, that sense of resilience has made me a completely different person than I was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so those would be the lessons that I've learned. And I know many others have have been able to overcome amazing things just through the strength that they've put in through through running. Mm, ab- absolutely. And I'm sure lots of folks listening right now are nodding their head going, oh yeah, like like exactly <laughs> like I'm like, oh yeah, I never really thought of it quite that way. But it, it the, the mental transformation, like wheels are spinning a little bit, but I, 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 I love that. I love that. I think you're right. Like that is definitely something that can and should be celebrated um, as much as any other accomplishments that anybody has through the sport of running. So thank you for, for adding that in there, Sasha. I certainly appreciate it. And, and once again, guys, if you, uh, you know, want to find out more about the organization, maybe, you know, thinking about, Hey, like a local chapter would be pretty cool. Something I would benefit from. Um, still, is the website with all the information and there's, we didn't really get to talk about, but there's, there's, you know, gear, there's, there's swag, there's clothes, there's all kinds of different things you can get there as well. Um, but still, I run.org. Uh, on the on the Instagrams for the Still I Run stuff, it's at Still I Run Community. Find them there and connect. And if you want to connect with Sasha individually, at Sasha Wolf again W O L F F at Sasha Wolf on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, all that to be all that you know simply found. Dizruns.com slash nine four six take you back there. I'll have everything linked up and and the whole nine as per usual. So. Uh, Sasha, thank you for uh, for taking the time today. What people don't know is this was a few times of scheduling and rescheduling, but glad we were able to make it happen and uh, hopefully help support what you guys have going on. And if there's anything else we can do in the future, please let uh, please let me know. But uh, thanks again for the time today and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you and your audience. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Sasha and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your little takeaway from the conversation that you just heard? Uh, For me, it was when Sasha was talking about celebrating the mental transformations and and how, I don't know, how easy it is to, to notice when somebody loses a bunch of weight or has some real great physical transformation and running plays a part in that, right? Like, like it's, it's easy because it's visual and obviously mental health, mental illness, it's something that you can't really see for other folks. Um, and, and so it, it doesn't maybe isn't as obvious to, to us from the outside, how much of a transformation, how much better someone can be doing as a result of running and, and obviously maybe some, some therapy and some medication as well as, as part of that holistic blend of, of mental health care that maybe someone, uh, you know, has, has utilized to really come through some, some rough patches. And I, I guess what, what stands out to me or, or, or kind of why I want to make that my takeaway is it just, is it just a, a reminder for me that, you know, like we, we don't know what everybody else is going through. We don't know what everybody else is struggling with. Y'all don't know everything that I'm going through. Y'all don't know everything that I'm struggling with. Although I do, I do probably tell you more than, more than maybe I should, but, but there are some things, right. That that y'all don't know about and, and maybe not always, but certainly a lot of times running helps me to work through those things, whether they're mental, whether they're just stressors, things of life, whatever the case might be. And so I, I, I guess 
maybe where my takeaway is or, or how, you know, the reason that Sasha mentioning those mental, mental health transformations uh, and celebrating them is it's just kind of something that, that I think I probably take for granted in myself that, that, you know, how running helps my mental health, how running just helps my, my health beyond just my physical health kind of take it for granted and, and whether or not there's been some transformation, whether or not there's been some major thing that, that running has gotten me through or helped me get through, which probably has at some point, but thankfully, you know, touch wood, I haven't had any two major issues. Um, but I don't know that I always recognize it. I don't know that I always appreciate it. Like, yeah, I, I appreciate running. I look forward to my runs every day. You know, I, thankfully Rebecca hasn't kicked me out of the house in, uh, in a while because I haven't, missed too many runs. So uh, she hasn't needed to kick me out and tell me to come back to be a normal human being again. But, you know, just, just the idea that, that maybe for me, the, the, the victories or the, the transformations that, that running provides is just, it's just that everyday reset. Ultimately, whatever it is, doesn't matter. But I, I again, my, my takeaway from today and, and why what Sasha said, like kind of hit me is that I don't celebrate that necessarily on a day-to-day basis. And, and maybe I don't need to do some type of Transformation Tuesday post, or, and maybe there's not a big Transformation Tuesday post for me, but there's a victory every day. There's, there's a refresh every day, at least every day that I go out for my runs, um, that at least internally, nothing wrong with celebrating that. So somewhere in there, I think, is my, my takeaway of just, you know, whether it's, it's, it's big and flashy, whether it's, it's really, you know, working through some dark patches or, or, or whatever, or whether it's just having that mental reset to face the day, maybe, maybe don't hesitate to celebrate and, and be proud of yourself for, for that, that little win, that little win to start your day or that little win at lunchtime or after the day of work, whatever it is that your run or your workout, whatever might bring to you. So, um, again, I I don't know if there's a a real clear takeaway in there other than I'm going to try to be more intentional about just celebrating my, my, my runs, getting them in, making them happen and how that improves my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health, uh, and how all of those improvements help me as a husband, father, coach, podcaster, business owner, whatever. So that's my takeaway. Maybe a little bit more, uh, vague, than, than usual, but that's all right. That's because it's, it's, you know, takeaways are as unique as we are. So that's my takeaway. What about you? Was it something more concrete? Was it something equally kind of putting some pieces together somewhere in the middle? doesn't matter to me. As long as it's your takeaway, that's all that matters. But if you're willing to share it, I'd love to hear it at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can also send an email, of course, to Dizruns at gmail.com. Or you can head over to the show notes for today, uh, where there's, as, as always, there's some memes, there's some links. There's not some memes, there's some there's some photos, there's some links, and uh, there's also that comment section down at the bottom, uh, disruns.com slash 946 today, disruns.com slash 946, uh, and maybe you know check out the Still I Run links that are there as well, and uh, see if, if that's something that you know really really might be a, a, a good little online community, maybe even an in-person community for you to, uh, to join up with, because so I think there's, there's some value in that as well, which could be another takeaway, I don't know, not saying, just saying. Anyway, uh, that's it for today. One last time, Be Ready on Race Day is available. I'll send you a copy. Amazon will send you a copy. However you want to get it, you can get it. BeReadyOnRaceDay.com. And uh, hopefully it'll help you be ready for whatever race is next on your race calendar. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Pull it in. to the, Pull the ship into the old harbor and uh, shut it down. 
Thanks to y'all for listening. Thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Sasha and I with you wherever it was we went today. Maybe we just went to the kitchen and we're doing some some dishes because half the time that's where I'm listening to podcasts. Maybe it was some runs. I don't know. Maybe running errands, grocery store. I don't know. Wherever it is, thanks for taking us with you. And uh, until next time, y'all, please be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, right? See you guys.